Welcome to a series of podcasts focusing on senior living and creating community for the future. Presented by Jane Rohde, founder and principal of JSR Associates Incorporated. So, so dining, dining is a tricky one. Dining, dining for residents, for the most part, for the operational side, is probably the most challenging next to caregiving. Um, and predominantly being that care is something that you identify that you need, you have a certain diagnosis, you, have, you watch that, you do a life plan so that you know people's activities and what their desired food choices are, what their clothing choices are, things like that. So we, we call that the life plan. It's more of a global plan instead of a care plan because uh, it includes more things about that person. Like the 90% rule of the person is who the person is and the 10% is sort of the clinical reason of why they're there. Um, and so when we're looking at that from the dining perspective, it's all about the experience. And dining, when you try to decentralize dining, when people are used to centralizing dining, is a huge, huge challenge. So we found, it was an introduction actually from another designer and architect down in Dallas who introduced us to Green Food Solutions, and it's a kitchen solutions program. And it's uh, a chef who developed a different way of prepping and preparing food so that there's no longer the steam tables and the, all the other things that dry out food that doesn't taste as good. And he developed a new equipment, basically, that's utilized. It's, it has a carburetor, so we call it the 60-mile-an-hour car, car base. So we figured we put wheels on it. We could use it for driving as well as, as for uh, motoring around and cooking. Um, but the, the interesting part of this was we brought a client to see them because I wanted to see what this actually was like. And they did food t tastings for us. Um, the interesting part of that, though, is looking at food service as a decentralized model that could actually save you time, save you equipment, save you front-end cost, but also give you a higher product, a higher quality product. And so for me, that's really exciting, that there's actually an opportunity to do something a little bit different. Um, but in our country, in our culture, we've always institutionalized not only the living situation and the care, but the food. And so very few people are like, oh, let's go to the hospital and have dinner, you know, um, which is different. So Gardens by Village is a great example. They had an Amish woman make uh, big canned goods for display. So it was very attractive. And they brought her, her and her family over to have a meal with them. And she leans over to the executive director and says, wow, you must be near a retirement community, not realizing she was actually in a retirement community because the dining venue was so nice, she thought it was just a, a public venue. And so if you can get that kind of reaction, that's like, that's stellar. And so we also know that the Cafe Bistro, like how we would go to a Panera or we would go somewhere else to have soup and a coffee or, or just coffee and breakfast, those kinds of venues. Um, the whole doing food service just as a sit-down, plated kind of deal with minimum choices isn't as popular. And it's partially the population shift as well. So you kind of have what is what do people want and then how do you deinstitutionalize it? And so if you have a higher level of care, we found this idea of doing the residential kitchen. And the recent codes for NFPA have actually been modified and CMS has just recently adopted that as well to allow us to do a more open kitchen so that you can have a more residential feel and an open environment. You can do activities there. People can participate. Um, people can help cook if, if they can or they're capable or they desire to. 
And so just creating a household in terms of how we live at home, but it, yep, it's got a little bit of institution here and there, but for the most part, if you can actually create something that has a residential kitchen, a place to be, a place to dine, choices, and then some groups will actually get together and let the residents help with the meal planning. So if you can help with the meal planning and you're like, oh, my favorite is meatloaf. My husband's not mine, but my favorite's meatloaf. And here's my recipe, or my daughter brought the recipe for this. They would look at it from a dietary perspective and then modify it so that they could actually serve that meatloaf to the group. Um, I would be in the scallop crowd instead of the meatloaf crowd, but you know, but that's the general idea. So, so being able to deinstitutionalize dining in every aspect, provide choices, um, still meet regulations because people have pureed diet needs, they have nutritional needs, all those different pieces. So it's not a uncomplicated process, but it's a doable process. And I think most people think that it's not doable. And there are different ways of modifying it to make it work depending on the region. Uh, we worked on one in Tennessee. Had a, uh, they didn't want to give up fried chicken. And we're like, well, we definitely can't have any kind of deep frying going on in the residential kitchen. We'll never get that through the regulator side. And so they put little small commercial kitchens between their households, which are duplexes. And so they have four households and two little commercial kitchens. They didn't want to lose their cook. They're in central Tennessee. They think she was wonderful and their food was good. And so good quality, they didn't want to lose her. So they had to teach how to take feeding 62 people at a time in an institutional white you know, dining room glare, the whole nine yards, into two things of 16 and 15 people and 16 and 15 people. How do you break that scale down? So that takes practice, it takes mock-ups, it takes different kinds of thinking, um, and then follow through on that to make sure that people can manage the scale change. Thank you for listening to JSR Associates Incorporated. For additional podcasts and educational information, or to schedule a chat with Jane, please go to our website, www.jsrassociates.net.